0: Hello, this is Mary Christopher, and this is our Sunday Meditation Podcast. Today is October the 17th, I'm amazed at how quickly October is zipping by. I hope that you're having a great weekend wherever you are, and that you're safe, and healthy, and happy good combination. It's been a really busy week. I'm working on the workshops and classes for the rest of the year, and I'm working on uh, a workshop that the theme of it, I'm not sure what I'm going to call it yet, but the theme of it is busy brain and how to deal with it. And what I've discovered over a number of years is that busy brain is like the number one difficulty for 90% of the people who make any attempt at meditation. And busy brain is just its just a fact of life for humans. So it's something that everyone deals with, regardless of how advanced, quote, you might be in the process of meditation. Um, There are always times when you sit down and you got busy brain, right? So, busy brain, I think, is even more of a problem now in some ways than it used to be and I think it's because we take in so much information on a daily basis just I mean it's it's overwhelming the amount of just bits and pieces of information. Um, For instance, for instance, for years, for, you know, years and years, years, people got their information or their news primarily from word of mouth. So, like, wherever you lived, There were people who, maybe self-appointed, spread the news. And you came to understand their slant on information, like what was important to them, or their perspective. And then we had the whole era... Of newspapers and the I I did I I have known newspaper people growing up and they were wonderful people they had tremendous integrity and um, they really wanted to get the facts out they had their own perspective their own slant on things but they did their best to deal with facts, not truth. This wasn't philosophy, right? They weren't going after truth. They wanted facts, and they wanted the facts organized and arranged in such a way that they were easy to read and easy to understand. So if you read someone's column, or someone's editorial, In a newspaper, regularly, you began to understand, even on a subconscious level, what that person was wanting to say. What their perspective, in general, was. Um, And then, the other piece um, is that all newspapers had editors. And editors edit, right? <laughs> That's what they do. So somebody would, a, a news person, would turn in their story or their report or whatever. And then the editor would edit it, like maybe take out some paragraphs or rearrange some things or question question the writer about the facts. So for a story or an editorial to appear in a good newspaper, I mean a really good one, I don't mean the yellow rag variety um, or the kind you used to be able to pick up at the grocery store, Um, in order for something to be published in one of the really amazingly better newspapers, Uh, it had to go through some filters. It had to go through some editing. And, And somebody had to say, okay, the grammar's good, the writing's good, the facts are straight. This article makes sense, let's print it. And it would... Get set in type and get printed and be on the street. But we don't have that now. I mean, we do with the newspapers that are still around and the ones that are on the Internet, which all the big ones are. But now anybody can say anything about anything or anybody. And... In many cases, and everybody knows this, I mean, we all know that this is a problem, in many cases, there's absolutely no filter, there's no editing, it's just somebody's perception of something from maybe from a good place, maybe from a really not so good place, like with the intention to do harm, so... It's difficult, and it, for me, I can only speak for myself, and and I've had conversations about this with other people, but I'm only speaking for myself. It creates confusion, and it gives us that sense of, is there any truth running around? Like, can, can we just get a few good facts here? Right And I think that that sense of, of not knowing um, what's true, what isn't, whether it's fact or fiction, or, and not having a sense of people's perspective, is very unsettling, whether we know it's unsettling or not. Um, and our, our internal processes don't like that they don't like it at all Um, and so the more confusion there is the more um, upset there is then the more our little brains our little neurons are going to work very hard to sort things out and it's a protective I think of it as a survival or protective response and humans in general do not like chaos. We are not fond of chaos. And a large part of what our brain is wired to do is to keep us safe. I, I would say above all else, that's, that's how we're wired, to keep us safe. And we also like getting rewards. Rewards which is the whole thing with dopamine. And it's why um, some of the games, the software games, are devised. Um, so they're, they're structured so that when you accomplish something, you get like a reward or you get an acknowledgement or a star or a badge <laughs> Or something and that releases dopamine in the brain and our brains like that so that's why some of those things can be some of the the games and the online stuff Uh, people who write those programs have learned how to include something uh, some kind of reward or acknowledgement in the game itself, or or on Facebook, or TikTok, or to in order to get that dopamine response, which is addictive. Okay, so we all are pretty familiar with this, so I'm not going to belabor it. My point is, busy brain is a condition that everyone deals with and the amount of information that we're having to deal with every day contributes to busy brain which is why I get outside and sit I, I like to do my meditations outside and there are people in my meditation classes who know this and when we used to meet in person if it was a gorgeous day they were you know just before they ever got to class they knew that we were probably going to get outside so they would come equipped with appropriate shoes and socks and bug spray and like that and and we would have some lovely meditations outside. And I have found over time that it is much easier for me to be quiet or get quiet or calm down if I'm outside instead of inside. I can do it inside, I, you know, I've meditated for years inside. But if I can get outside, that's where I want to be. So, um, there are a lot of things that are involved with busy brain. And busy brain can be just sort of inconvenient or annoying, or it can be very stressful. And one of the reasons for that is that our brains and our psyche like to have situations, questions, and upsets and things like that resolved. So often, our what will come up when we sit down to meditate is anything annoying or upsetting or anything uh, unresolved from the, the near past or the um, Mid past or the far past of our lives. The other thing that can come up is where there's tension in our bodies. So it's always a good idea to stretch out a little bit before you sit down to try to meditate. And another obvious thing that our brains do is we like to project into the future, which is definitely, I mean, it, without any doubt, that's a survival mechanism. So there's, there's we're just wired, we're already wired to do, for our brains, our little neurons to do that. And there are a lot of ways to deal with this, and these are things that we work with in class, and that's what I'm going to be doing the workshop about. is how to deal with busy brain. Busy brain usually is not much fun. Anyway, that's what I've been working on this week, as you can tell. You can tell that, right? Okay. So I learned something very interesting about trees this week. Since I'm in the park, in the hanging out with trees and it's a beautiful day. It it's cooler here. It's only got it only got up to about 68 today. The skies are clear. Air's fresh. Trees are pumping out tons of fresh oxygen. So I'm out here soaking up the sun and breathing in freshly made oxygen which my body just loves, especially my brain and my heart, all my muscles, right? So what I learned about trees is that as they grow, the trunk expands. Now, we all know that. I mean, that's obvious that the trunk has expands because trees get bigger around. And what happens as trees expand is the bark on the outside cracks and falls off. And then the tree also creates new bark. And it's like us. This is like us as we grow. We outgrow our old patterns. Just like children growing up outgrow their old clothing. So human beings, even after we're grown up, as we continue to grow emotionally, mentally, spiritually, we expand or we have the capacity to expand. And when that happens... In order for us to expand in a comfortable way, we need to let go of our old bark, right? (laughs) We need to let go of, like, that shell that's been around our cadmium, cadmium layer, right? That protective thing of how we see ourselves and know ourselves. And sometimes that's not easy. It's not easy to just let go, right? But humans are very resilient. We're Very resilient. And we have the capacity to let go and let ourselves grow. And this is one of the great benefits of regular meditation practice. I mean, I promise you, even even if it's only five to ten minutes a day, and maybe you do it two or three times a day, that is extremely beneficial. And studies have shown that these short periods, like doing short periods once or twice or even three times during the day, can be as beneficial to you as like one great long session which most of us just don't get done, we just don't get it done. So I love being out here. I'm standing in the sunshine next to a tree, breathing in fresh, fresh oxygen. And I'm gonna walk down, I'm also beside a creek and it's flowing nicely. So I'm gonna walk down to where um, the water is running over some rocks. And I did this last week so that, I did this so that when we did our meditation that you could hear the water and I, I would really love to know how that worked for you. That would be great. I think there's enough water in the creek. We had some rain this week. I think there's enough water that... Oh, yeah. There's good sound there. Good sound. So, I'm down here. And I will, when I get the... Uh, the workshop on Busy Brain, when I get that done, I will post it, and I will put it, um, I'll put it on the notes in my PodBeam uh, podcast page. So, it's the Mary Christopher podcast on PodBeam. Okay, so, um, I'm going to put my stuff down and then get down on a rock close to the water just closer to the water and we do our meditation and as most of you know the way we do our meditation is I talk us into the meditation using our breath and then we have about five 10 minutes of just sitting quietly, remembering how to be at ease with ourselves, which sometimes can be tricky. And then I talk us out of the meditation using our breath. Okay. So let me um, get myself situated here. I'm going to sit down on one of the rocks. And we'll do our meditation. So I'm sitting in the sun. Nice, comfortable walk. People are walking around. Sunshine on my back. Oh. Just feels wonderful. absolutely wonderful so wherever you are find a nice comfortable spot if you can be outside and be comfortable that's great if not find a comfortable spot inside and if you feel you know tension in your shoulders and your back your calves just stretch stretch out for a second see if you can get some of the kinks out and then find a comfortable place to sit it's important to be comfortable when we try to do our meditation Sometimes it's challenging enough, so being comfortable is really important. So when you're comfortable, Comfortable. Breathing in through your nose. Very gently. Following your breath. All the way down. Into your solar plexus. As you breathe out. Following your breath. Feeling your breath moving up from the very bottom of your lungs, through your throat. Breathing out through your mouth or through your nose, whichever is more comfortable for you. And as you breathe out, let yourself relax. yes, when we meditate outside, sometimes we get all kinds of noises. And that is just the world we live in. So I do my best just to let those noises be there. I know they're there. And then they're gone. So as you breathe in, feel your breath moving in through your nose, down your throat, breathing all the way down into your solar plexus, feeling yourself becoming more centered. And as you breathe out, Following your breath, up from your lungs, out to your nose or your mouth. Allow yourself to relax just a little bit more. And when you're feeling centered, and calm or calm earth, and you're comfortable with your breath, then bring your awareness to the sound of the water, sound of the stream running over the rocks. Maybe you can see or feel yourself at your favorite spot, close to a stream, or just imagine you're right here with me, and we will sit quietly. Now, as you breathe in very gently, following your breath all the way down into your solar plexus, be aware of how centered you are. As you breathe out, following your breath, out from the very bottom of your lungs, and through your nose or your mouth. Be aware of how relaxed you are, how at ease you are with yourself. And when you're ready, as you breathe out, very gently open your eyes. Nothing like the sound of water. And the sound of airplanes flying over, right? (laughs) And that's the world we live in. And that's okay. That's okay. Oh, so. I hope you have a wonderful week, take really good care of yourself, and if you're getting frustrated with your busy brain, just relax about it, we all have to deal with it, one way or another, so just be relaxed about it, and do the best you can. With your spiritual practice. Okay. Take care. Let me know how you're doing. And I'll talk to you next week.